morning, everyone. Um, you have me this morning for a devotion, uh, and I hope you are all well, and um, yeah, that this is going to be a good weekend. Today, I want to speak about words, and I know that Jared and even Hendrik on Sunday, that um, quite a few, few people have been speaking about the words that we say, and um, I want to continue on that. Um, the funny thing is, when you start looking at scriptures, and when you really start dwelling on the word um, with regard to words, then we can stand here for hours on end. There is so much in the word about words. So let's hope that I can um, get make a few specific points and, and that we can yeah just um, get the message across. Let me greet some people, more Janine, more Dini, Martinette, that is lekker om jylle te sien. Good morning. Yes, okay, so we're going to read, um, start reading in Mark 11. Let's go from um, verse 12. On the day following, when they had come away from Bethany, he was hungry. That is Jesus, Okay. And seeing in the distance a fig tree covered with leaves, he went to see if he could find any fruit on it. For in the fig tree, the fruit appears at the same time as the leaves. But when he came up to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the fig season had not yet come. So already it's strange that there were fig leaves, but the fig season had not yet come even though figs carry leaves and fruit at the same time. But they were leaves, okay? Then, and he said to it, No one ever again shall eat fruit from you. And his disciples were listening to what he said. Okay, let's forward, fast forward a few verses. Okay, and when evening came on, in verse 19, he and his disciples, as accustomed, went out of the city. In the morning when they were passing along, they noticed that the fig tree was withered completely away to his roots. And Peter remembered and said to him, Master, look, the fig tree which you doomed has withered away. And Jesus replying said to him, Have faith in God constantly. Truly I tell you, whoever says to this mountain, Be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt at all in his heart, but believes that what he says will take place, it will be done for him. For this reason I am telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that it is granted to you and you will get it. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him and let it drop in order that your Father who is in heaven may also forgive you your own failings and shortcomings and let them drop. Okay, before we go on, I quickly want us to read in Isaiah 29. Just one verse, and then we're going to get back to Mark, Mark 11. Is it verse 13? Verse 13, Isaiah 29. It says, And the Lord said, For as much as this people draw near me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but remove their hearts and minds far from me, and their fear and reverence for me are a commandment of men that is learned by repetition, without any thoughts as to the meaning. 
Therefore, behold, I will again do a marvelous things with this people, marvelous and astonishing things, and the wisdom of their wise men will perish, and the understanding of their discerning men will vanish or be hidden. Okay, let's get back to Mark 11. Jesus comes to the fig tree, and there is leaves on the fig tree, even though it's not the season. So, what God showed me, I mean, that, that scripture you will most probably be able to, to teach on a hundred different things. But what God showed me is that the fig tree had a facade um, of, it had an appearance that there is fruit. So often, on, unfortunately in religion, and unfortunately all of us still have a good dose of religion inside of us, we have the facade the words. We speak the right thing. So it seems like we are doing the right thing or it seems like we are, you know, these perfect people because when, especially in the presence of other people, we say the right things. We come across as very noble, you know, and I suppose that's especially how our politicians operate, you know. They say the right things in the presence of other people, but there's no fruit, okay? So the condition of the heart is not right. So you're saying the right thing, but not the heart is not right. And then if you look at Isaiah 29, God says, you know, my people, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far removed from me. And then later in Mark 11, he says, whoever speaks unto this mountain and believes in his heart, the mountain can be removed. So what God is trying to show us is that what we say needs to be in union or in unity with what is going on in our hearts. Um, it doesn't help that we say the right things, but our hearts are far removed from God. Now, if you think of faith, something that God just has been speaking to me about, that faith, you know that faith has faith works. I mean, this we've preached through many, many, many times. But the words, faith also has faith words. So faith can operate through works and words. But the important thing is it is that it cannot be only the facade of works and words, but it needs to be the, from the intention of the heart. So let me, let me say this to you. An example. I've read uh, um, many testimonies of Heidi Baker in Mozambique. You know, and unfortunately, there in the north of Mozambique, a lot of um, the tropical storms and things come over there and literally destroy the place, and they have to build up things from scratch again, have to house people again because, you know, the, the place are just, houses are destroyed. It, it is devastating. So the one testimony she was explaining was, as the storm was coming, she went to stand on the beach, and first of all, she felt timid, but God said to her, speak to the storm. And when she got over herself, her own insecurities, she spoke to the storm, and she said, go back into the sea. And literally, the storm made a U-turn, so to say, and went back into the sea, and it did not um, come over the land. Now, there's things, I'm sure, in your life where you have spoken a word, and um, you did not see the results. Okay, so we're going to get to that just now, how we can see more results. But the point is, is Heidi Baker, 
if you know anything about her, if you've listened to or read anything about her, you will see that she has a surrendered heart to Jesus. So when she walks up and she tells a storm to return to the sea, you know that there is a surrendered heart. You know that her heart and her mouth are working together. So now, obviously, in Mark, Jesus is usually there's some Pharisees standing by. <laughs> so he was also speaking about the Pharisees and saying, listen, your religious activities, you're proclaiming and saying the right things but your hearts are far from me. You do not know me. So for us to be able to speak words that really carry power, that's to speak faith words that will change the situation, the first thing is, is that we need our hearts to be surrendered to Jesus. So if you look at the fig tree, the, the, the leaves, so to speak, the words that you say, and the fruit, the condition of your heart, needs to be there in the same season. But it's not necessarily the one, then the other, and the one, or, you know, first the words, then the heart, or first the heart, and then the words. It's both, okay? And this is the point I want to come across, and that's why we named this, exercise your words. So, let's, let's speak about the works quickly. Many times you've heard that we speak about healing and that when you lay your hands on the sick, they will recover. That's what the words say. And this is what we do. And I'm sure many of you have laid your hands on the sick and many of them recovered, but some of them did not. So you did not see the outcome of your faith in, in that moment. But um, you did not stop laying your hands. We do not stop laying our hands on people because there's a few that did not get healed. We continue laying our hands. So we exercise our faith. The word speaks, um, I cannot remember exactly the, the reference, but that we are trainers, you know, and like a person that trains for physical fitness, so we also train in becoming spiritually fit. And 1 Corinthians 9, okay. So we need to train in various things. It's like praying in tongues. You know, when you start praying in tongues, you maybe do not feel like praying for three hours. But when you start praying and sometimes just, you know, going through that resistance of your body that you want to stop after one minute, then you're just saying, you know what, flesh, submit. I'm going to continue speaking. And you, and you pray in tongues for five minutes. And next time you say, man... I can do more than this. And you, you reign over your body. Now, so in every area of our lives, as we lay hands on the sick, we do not lose faith and lose heart when we do not see, see sick people getting healed. We continue to do it because it's what the Word of God says. So everything, our plumb line is the Word of God. We do not decide, oh, we're not going to do this anymore because we did not see the results. We continue laying our hands on the sick until 100% of them are, are um, recovered. It's the same with words. We need to start speaking into conditions and circumstances until we see a hundred percent change. Now, speaking words, it doesn't have to be one form or another. It can be in the form of praying. It can be in the form of, you know, commanding or confessing a scripture specific in the, in the word. You don't have to be worried about how it looks like. It's about is what we are saying in unity what's going on in our heart. Now, what I've also found is that sometimes I say something and my heart is not there. Or I start speaking rubbish 
And suddenly my heart realized, listen, this is not nice. I don't want to speak about it. Maybe you are chatting on about the politicians. And you just realize, well, the word of God actually say that we need to pray for our leaders. So then you kind of stop yourself in your tracks and you, you're realizing, well, this is not wholesome talk. <laughs> is it, I think it, the word says, you know, that all let, let there also always be um, an answer to every question. Let the let your words always be ready to say something. God says, open your mouth and I will fill it. Okay. Now, waar praat die skrif van die bome? A good tree. Ja, ek het daar nou vergeet. Matthew 12. So let's go to Matthew 12. I hope this is making sense to you um, and that I'm not jumping around too much. Okay, Matthew 12 from verse 33. Either make the tree sound healthy and good, and its fruit sound healthy and good, or make the tree rotten, diseased and bad, and its fruit rotten, diseased and bad. For the tree is known and recognized and judged by its fruit. You offspring of vipers, how can you speak good things when you are evil? For out of the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good man from his inner good treasure flings forth good things. And the evil man out of his inner evil storehouse flings forth evil things. Okay. So here in the scripture, it basically explains that what we say will be an outflow from our heart. So, you know, unfortunately, what we always say is not wholesome. But God is saying, listen, you have been renewed in spirit. In truth, you are a good tree. You're a good tree. So, let what you say be in accordance with what is already in your spirit, man. What is actually in your heart. So, when you catch yourself saying things, bad things, that is not according to the word of God. Stop yourself in your tracks and realign what you're saying according to the word of God. Now, the condition of our hearts, we do not always feel like what we are saying. So now you're saying, okay, storm, return. Return to the sea, but you're in your heart. You're full of doubt. <laughs> you're thinking, man, there's no way that God is going to listen to me. There's no way that this storm is going to listen to my pathetic words. You know, whatever you're thinking, whatever your situation, you're saying, yes, today the money is going to come in, but in your heart you're actually doubting. Now, this is what, what I'm explaining. It is both. First the heart, then the words, but also first the words, then the heart. Keep on exercising your words until your heart is also coming into alignment with the words that you are speaking. Now, so it's both. We need to surrender our hearts so that Whatever is operating in our hearts and in our minds, and with the heart, I'm saying our consciousness, consciousness, the things that we believe, the things that we treasure, the things that we are aware of. So when those things come in alignment with our spirit man, which is already perfect, when those things change, when our mind is renewed, yes, then the words will change what we say. But then also, start speaking to your circumstances, even though you feel that there's doubt in your heart. Even though you feel, listen, this cannot be. Start exercising until you see 100% results. Until you see, listen, my heart and my mouth is 
in total union. And I'm, the, 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 the leaves and the fruit of the tree is operating at the same time. The truth is that God says that there's no more seasons for us trees. You know, we are trees in the, in the, in the word of God. There's no more a winter and a summer and a this, you know, a dry season. And a, No, he says that, I think it's, it's Psalm 1 that says that we are a tree standing next to the water. And we bear fruit 12 months of the year. So all the time. That is the truth. That is the truth of the word. So until our works and our words, and that's the faith works and faith words, look until to, it is according to the word. We need to keep on practicing. So I'm just encouraging you today to not lose heart. Do not lose heart because what you've been saying hasn't changed um, the situation yet. Keep on speaking. Keep on exercising. But at the same time, keep on surrendering your heart. Okay, so it is both. You cannot just say, oh, I'm going to surrender my heart until I'm 100% surrendered to God. Then I'm going to start speaking the right things. And all in the meantime, you, you know, you speak rubbish and you do not speak to your circumstances. You do not reign. And because the one has the effect on the other, you need to do both. I just want to read one more verse. Um, Yes, volgend krijg ik nergens die schriften nie. The, the, the praise from our lips. Hebrews 13 verse 15. I don't know if I'm forgetting everything because I have Gerrit here. Or if I'm just forgetting everything because we didn't sleep. But thank goodness. He's remembering it even though he also didn't sleep. Our babies I'm prophesying now and declaring that from tonight they're going to sleep well. <laughs> There's an amen. <laughs> okay, so it says Hebrews 13 verse 15. Um, Through him, therefore, let us constantly and at all times offer up to God a sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of lips that thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify his name. So he's saying for those who believe, those who acknowledge his name, when we in thanksgiving offer praises to God, that is the fruit of our lips. So let the fruit of your lips, the words that you speak, let it be praises towards God. Let it be thanksgiving. So if you do not know where to start, if you do not, okay, I know now know that I need to speak something different than confessing my circumstances, where do I start? A good place to start is just thanking God for the things that you already have. Praising God that he is good, that he is mighty for everything that he has done in your life. And if you feel that he has never done something for you, praise him for the thing that he's done for your neighbor. Just praise God. <laughs> okay. So that is a good place to start. And I think it's 1 Peter 1 that says that as we... Um, thankfully and rejoice in God, at the same time we receive the result of our faith, um, which is the salvation of our souls. So the thing is, where I want to encourage you, I'm just repeating myself today, it is both words and the condition of the heart that is important. It is not only hearing the word and, you know, 
trying to surrender your heart to Jesus, it's both. It is hearing the word so that faith can, can come to your heart. It is hearing your, the word so that your mind can be renewed, but then also speaking. Speaking the word, just read verses out loud if that is something you do, want to do, or then just confess praises towards God. Just thank him for what he has done. And that has, in turn, an effect on our hearts. And then the leaves and the fruits on the fig tree are at the same time, and we will receive the salvation of our, our souls. We will then see the results change. You know, God made the heavens and the earth. He created it through the word. Jesus is the word. Everything that we see literally was created by words. That is how it operates. The whole universe is, Colossians 1, is kept in place and is kind of, huh? Hebrews 1. Mm, my references. The whole world, the whole universe, everything is kept in place by Jesus, who is the word. Ah, oh, he says it's by the mighty word of power. Okay, so that's, that's the right words. But anyway, it's Jesus. <laughs> everything was created for Jesus, through Jesus, and everything is held together by Jesus, and he is the word. So um, everything is about words. So Prophet Quibus always say, change the scene by changing the sound. So let's start speaking the right things. Now, I know we sometimes feel like mumbling and grumbling. And I'm not saying that if there's a problem in your life that you're not supposed to tell it to anyone, or to discuss it, or to talk through something. But what is the intention of the heart? That is what you need to check. Am I speaking about this politician? Because I just want to be speaking about this politician to every man that I see. And you know, South Africa is rubbish and blah, 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 blah. Or is it something actually just, you know, I'm struggling with this. Please help me. Can you pray with me? Listen, this is what happened. This is what I'm not getting through. Can you please help me? Um, and chatting to somebody that is trusted about it rather than just, you know, like for Facebook, for example, you know, blabbing your things onto Facebook so that people can just feel sorry for you. So what is the intention of what you say? Start checking that. And the thing is the Holy Spirit will guide you in this. Okay, so you don't have to worry and wake up in the morning and say, today is the day. I'm going to say just what the word is saying, and I'm going to be 100% correct and on track on this. Give it 10 minutes, and you're going to fail <laughs> again. So if you're going to go with that attitude of, um, I'm going to change myself, and with self-discipline, I'm going to change everything, and I'm not against self-discipline. I'm just saying the intention, hear the spirit, and be obedient. So when there's a check coming into your heart saying, don't say this anymore, then be obedient and stop saying this. And then sometimes we chat, we don't even realize, you know, we're speaking rubbish or we go through a circumstance and we don't even realize that we can speak to it to change it. Don't worry about it. We are growing in faith. We are exercising our faith. Like the word is saying, we're like a trainer. So don't worry about not fixing everything today. Okay. Let's just start somewhere. Let's just become aware that what we say have power. And... Um, Unfortunately, we keep, sometimes we keep ourselves in our circumstances by what we say, but the grace of God. So receive his grace today. Ask him to guide you, to direct you, so that you can start changing the things that you say and that your heart and what you say can come into alignment and that it can change the scenery around us. So let me just greet one or two people and then um, we are done for today. 
Ok, I think, oe, Wouter en Erika, Marosa, Ismael, hi, 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 Erika van Hukai. Awesome, so nice to see you. Helga Nabal, it's so nice. I wonder from where you are, please comment. Salma, Klau, Mokwatedi, thank you for watching. Patricia, we'll be seeing you at the conference next weekend. We're excited about that. And then Ishfak, Ishfak, Masi. I hope I pronounced that right. So thank you for watching. Thank you for tuning in. May you have a blessed weekend. We'll see you for our live service on Sunday, 9.30. Amen. <laughs>